The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not contain or constitute and should not be interpreted as any form of medical advice or opinion. You should always seek the advice of your healthcare provider about any questions or concerns that you may have. Welcome back to the Building Healthier Relationships podcast. On this show, we interview mental health professionals about abusive, toxic and healthy relationships. It is our hope that these interviews help you cultivate safe relationships. We get attached to our vision of how life will be for us in the future. And when things fall apart, we experience loss, which leads to grief. The loss of an imagined future is still a loss, even though it never existed in the real world. Hello everyone, my name is Juliana Aiken. I'm the host of Building Healthier Relationships podcast and the co-founder of Unfiltered. Today I'm interviewing Nikki Paul. She's an Australian counselor and therapist with expertise in narcissistic abuse syndrome recovery. She's also an author, blogger and podcaster on the subject of narcissistic psychological and emotional abuse recovery. Are you dating someone who exhibits future faking behavior and are unsure how to proceed? Are you wondering if all future fakers are narcissists? Do you know how to respond to future faking behavior? Are you wondering why narcissists future fake? Are you beating yourself up for believing the future fake? Do you want to know why future faking is so damaging? If any of these questions interest you, then this episode is for you because Nikki Paul will be discussing these topics in our show today. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for joining me today. It's nice to speak with you again. Hi. My pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. That's nice to hear. Uh, today's questions, uh, we have six of them and they all relate to future faking. And the question number one is, I have started dating someone who exhibits future faking behavior, but I really like them. Any advice on how I should proceed? Do I just have to cut them out or what to do if I am dating a future faker? Okay. So by your question, I understand that to mean that you're with someone who's making a lot of big promises about a shared future together that ends with the two of you happily ever after. So firstly, I have to say that it's impossible to tell if someone is future faking until they break all the promises. So you're in a difficult position there. But it's not a difficult position if that's the only behavior that this person is exhibiting. So narcissism is defined by a whole raft, a whole bundle of behaviors, not just a single one. And any of the behaviors used by narcissists fall under the heading of possible human behaviors. It's only when there are multiple signs of narcissism and multiple toxic behaviors that we can tell if someone is likely on the narcissism spectrum. And therefore, I've still got more to say on this, and therefore likely that the behaviors you're talking about are indeed future faking. So if these big promises are happening at lightning speed, 
That is, you've only known this person for a couple of weeks and already they're talking about moving in together, then you've got a problem on your hands because those big life promises can only be genuine once two people know each other really, really well. Otherwise, it's just wishful thinking or clingy dependency on the part of the promiser. But if you're a same-sex couple, it's possible that this kind of behavior has been normalized due to the culture around you. I know that here in Australia, in same-sex relationships, we have a joke about meeting someone on Saturday night and Sunday morning they move in with you. So that's pretty common in same-sex relationship culture here. Um, and in that case, it's really just risk-taking and wishful thinking, and only you can know that. A single weird behavior of making big promises doesn't define a narcissist. Don't cancel this person until you're sure you really want to. Okay, great. So what came to my mind when I read this question, I was like, okay, um, it's like, it would be, to me, it would be like a little bit, um, like if someone just cuts someone out because of that, it's like, maybe, maybe not because there's so, like, like you said, there's a possibility, or I mean, there is a very big possibility as well that someone is just exhibiting this future faking behavior, but they are like not a narcissist, but like, just if you notice that they all the time break these promises that you just have to proceed with caution and not get invested emotionally that much with this person, because otherwise you just get, I don't know, disappointed kind of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, at the far, excuse my dog barking, at the far end of the spectrum, it's not just disappointing, it's traumatizing. So if, you know, that's what happens with narcissists with the future faking. So they make these big promises, maybe even vows of marriage, buying property together, starting businesses together, and then they just pull the rug out from under you and leave you with nothing which can be traumatizing yeah yeah like ex especially the timing of pulling the rug out like let's say you are have already invested years to let's say this business together or whatever you have together with the person and then they're like well i don't want to do it anymore like <laughs> and then they continue doing yeah it that's a funny thing about timing and narcissists that's really true so they very often do it you know when there's when you're expecting as the victim or partner as expecting a reward so mm -hmm. often they'll suddenly pull the rug the day after you got married the day after you gave birth to your first child the day after you signed the contract on the house you know that sort of thing um, they tend to kind of go for big big moments um, mm. because the sociopathic narcissist gets a buzz out of witnessing your despair yeah. yeah that's so that's so awful like and that really at least to me it sounds if someone times their behavior like that that it is fully intentional what do you think yeah yeah absolutely absolutely whereas a, a someone who's not narcissistic who's just a bit kind of you know into taking risks and wishful thinking and a bit maybe a bit clingy maybe a bit dependent they might make these kind of promises to you and like a narcissist they appear to believe it at the time but in actual fact they just don't have the capacity to fulfill the promise mm. uh, whereas with a narcissist unfortunately we can only tell really if they were future faking when all the vows oaths and promises are broken 
Okay, well then, then our next question, you a little bit touched on it uh, by when you answered the first one, but the second one is, are all future fakers narcissists? Yeah, so no, I just answered that question. So lots of people might have a tendency to get carried away by the thrill of meeting someone and the, you know, the honeymoon period. But no, not all future fakers are narcissists. Some people just like to jump in, boots and all, and as they mature and get burned by this behavior of theirs time and time again, they'll become more cautious and so should you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Uh, then the next one is, should I confront the person about their future faking behavior or how should I respond to future faking? So, no, you should never confront someone who you suspect of being a narcissist. Full stop, period, never confront a narcissist. So, I, I'm still working on the assumption that by future faking behavior, you mean big, all-encompassing promises that include a long-lasting, loyal and enduring relationship, maybe even marriage files and buying a property together. If you want to respond, do it gently but assertively by saying something like, I like the sound of that, that's what I want too, but it's too early to be making these big changes in my life right now. Like Nikki Paul said, you should never confront a narcissist about their behavior. Instead of confronting the future faking narcissist, in our article How to Respond to Future Faking, we advise you to set healthy boundaries for yourself that help you maintain realistic expectations for the relationship. This is going to prevent your abuser from using your wishes, dreams and aspirations to future fake you. In this podcast, I want to talk about one important boundary that helps you to deal with future faking. In the article, we have many more boundaries like this that are all great ways to respond to future faking. The link to the how to respond to future faking article is in the podcast notes. Okay, so let's get started. And the boundary that I want to talk about is that you should identify the reason that you are in the relationship. Why? Because future faking is not just words and promises and then breaking them. There is also nonverbal future faking. This is when an abuser will use a manipulative technique called mirroring to absorb a ton of information about your identity and then use that information to create a falsified identity that is designed to fill a void in your life. Mirroring is all about the abuser presenting themselves as the perfect person for you. By doing this, the abuser is manipulating you in the, into envisioning a happy, healthy and secure future that is never going to happen. Them mirroring you will also give you very clear and seemingly solid reasons for being in the relationship because with mirroring they are able to check off all of the boxes on your metaphorical checklist of the types of people that you want in your life. For example, he or she understands me really well, he or she sees my potential and wants to help me reach my goals. As you can see, all these examples are great reasons to stay in the relationship. We all probably see the value of staying in the relationship with someone who helps us to reach our goals, for example. 
but when you are with the narcissist they won't mirror you identity they won't mirror your identity forever instead once the narcissist senses that they have got you hooked they will begin they will begin to put less and less effort into making you believe that they are the perfect person for you for example let's say that you that your reason to be in the relationship with a suspected narcissist is because they understand you they always have your back and they are helping you to reach your goals after a few months the suspected narcissist behavior changes and they are not anymore having your back they are not anymore interested in your goals or helping you reach them and they do not anymore seem to understand you at all if you have clear reasons for being in a relationship with the particular person you are more likely to notice that you are losing touch with those reasons for example you might notice that you were at some point able to say to everyone and to yourself yeah i'm with this person because they understand me but then after the mirroring has ended and the devaluation has started you might notice yourself not being that sure anymore about the reason why you are with them or you might catch yourself giving only vague reasons for being with them for example you might say we have special connection that nobody else cannot understand but then you are unable to give any concrete examples of this special connection so if you are losing touch with reasons that you are in a relationship because of a change in the other person's behavior it should at very least make you more cautious in the article we mention other boundaries that you can set with yourself if you are being future faked so make sure to read the article if you want to learn more about this topic you can't assume that someone's a narcissist from one behavior and you can't assume that someone's a narcissist even from the no test which is when you say no to them they react really badly and aggressively mm. You know, the, any of the narcissistic behaviors discussed on your blog and website are, are behaviors that any one of us could do. It's when they all happen together that you, you, you go, okay, I think this person might qualify for a diagnosis. Mm. Okay, thank you. Uh, then the question number four. When you really think about it, future faking is so twisted. Why do narcissists do it? It makes no sense at all. Why do they wave this future in front of our faces, then pull it out from under us? So, why they do it? Narcissists do this to gain our love, loyalty, commitment, and in particular financial commitment. Simple. If they can appear to you as if they are genuine and hook your love and loyalty, then they have a convenient hookup to be enabler, host or cover for them. People get married. People make commitments to stay together through thick and thin. They make vows and promises to each other. That's how narcissists get away with it. They seem real and genuine. So they're brilliant mimics. We know this about narcissists and sociopaths. They're brilliant mimics with chameleon-like qualities. So they can make themselves look like everything you ever wanted. 
and that will give them the pleasure of taking everything you ever had. Why do they do it? So that you can give them what they want without much effort on their part. They're notoriously lazy. They will manipulate and use people rather than make much effort themselves. It could be that you make them look good or that you supply them with material things like a home or a housekeeper or they can enjoy the halo of your reputation or position in society. Your hard work can make them look good in the workplace, for example. Whatever their reason, it comes down to you being able to supply them. Once they've exhausted your supplies, they move on to the next victim. They just discard you and you no longer serve a purpose in, in their life. They have no empathy, so you are just a thing to them. The gloss of a new toy wears off soon enough for all of us, but with them they get bored very easily, very quickly. So the promises, oaths, vows were all just to hook you. They're, they're there, they're made for you to believe them, not for them to honour them. So they were operating from a false persona and they're like a spider inviting you in to the web so they can save you later for dinner. Thank you. Then the next question. I feel so stupid for believing the future faking. I blame myself constantly for believing it. I'm so angry at myself and at her and it's preventing me from moving on. How can I overcome this? Okay. So I see this turn up again and again in survivors of narcissistic abuse. If you're dealing with a genuinely disordered person, then you've got a lot of healing to do. Start with finding out about trauma bonding, educating yourself more about the condition of narcissism, and let yourself off the hook for falling for it. Therapists fall for it. Police, prison wardens, experienced psychiatrists. They all, they're renowned for tricking professionals into believing they are someone that they're not. They can fool anyone. So start letting yourself off the hook a little, a little bit. Sometimes someone else really is to blame. But if what you are describing is about promises and agreements you made with a former neuro neurotypical partner that didn't end up happening because the relationship broke down, then you need to grieve for an imagined future. You need to take a deep dive and take personal responsibility for the breakdown. Were you equally it, were you both genuinely incompatible? Maybe the relationship would never have worked out. Anger is just SAD's bodyguard. Cry the tears that need to be shed, whatever gender you are. Most partnerships start out with genuine intentions and only some of them actually work long term. If you both tried and failed, then the responsibility for the breakup 
can be equally shared. Or you can put it down to it just didn't work out. Also, think deeply about what a trustworthy person is like. Next time, notice these things. Do they respect your boundaries from the outset? Do they have empathy for you and others? Do they have a healthy lifestyle? Are they respectful around sexuality? Do they communicate openly? Do they have healthy self-care practices? Do they support your personal growth? Are they responsible and accountable? Are they able to be vulnerable and have some insight into their own behavior? Do they have healthy spirituality? Do they have a history of healthy, long-standing relationships? What do their exes say about them? Do they have low to moderate substance misuse? Are they self-sufficient or do they depend on getting things for free from their parents or from the government? And I want to stress once again, if a person doesn't tick one or two of those boxes, that doesn't mean they're a narcissist. It just means they're human like you. But it also means if they don't tick any of those boxes, that they're best avoided. Thank you. Then, what makes future faking so harmful? In a word, grief. In a word from Buddhist psychology, attachment. We can get attached to outcomes. We get attached to our vision of how life will be for us in the future. And when things fall apart, we experience loss, which leads to grief. The loss of an imagined future is still a loss, even though it never existed in the real world. With narcissistic abuse, the reason it hurts so much is probably because the narcissist gave you a thousand promises or even vows, all of which they've broken as if they never existed, it never happened, or never mattered. When in fact they mattered a great deal to you. You trusted this person, this person betrayed your trust. This is a moral injury. So if the trauma and grief of betrayal is one of the most difficult things a human can go through, if the narcissist succeeded in taking everything you ever had and blaming you for it, then there's also injustice. If you were attached to the idea of justice or fairness in life, that life should be fair and just, then that's another moral injury you're experiencing because the things you hold most dear, your core values, have been ruptured by someone you loved and trusted. So you need to grieve this. This is called complicated grief. Thank you so much.
Today we had some great questions and great answers. I want to thank you everyone for listening to this episode and thank you Nikki a lot again for coming to this podcast and answering all these questions. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and share the episode with your friends and family. Have a wonderful rest of your day and see you in the next episode.